How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alvin from Trying Success on the Old Fashioned Health Network. Good health inside and out. And this is another Black History series that we're doing today with Let's Talk Nonprofit by Miss Brittany. And today our show is going to be about nonprofits and the benefits in the black community. And Brittany is a nonprofit guru. Brittany, <laughs> can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Yes, good morning. Um, my name is Brittany Johnson, and I am the founder and creator and co-host of Let's Talk Nonprofit, and I'm also the founder and executive director of Restoring One's Hope of Atlanta, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that focuses on providing resources to the homeless in our in, in our communities, um, specifically in Atlanta metropolitan area. Um, so we've been doing this since 2019. Um, <laughs> Alvin, you're so generous in calling me a guru, um, but I just been um, really just putting my boots to the pavement and really uh, doing the work that I was called to do. And so here we are. And this has led me to start a, a nonprofit podcast called Let's Talk Nonprofit because I feel like there's a lot of great organizations, minority organizations to be exact, that are doing the exact same thing mm -hmm. or maybe in different realms and um, they're not receiving the same accolades or recognition that you will see other um, nonprofit organizations receive. So that's why we are taking the time out to really horn in on those nonprofit organizations and really shining a light on, on those. Well, Brittany, I know you personally. You're doing a great job with your nonprofit. I like everything you're doing and how you're doing it and, and all Thank the benefits you. thereof uh, and what you provide. You're doing something this weekend, I believe, for the community as well. Um, absolutely so. absolutely yes yeah, so we're providing um we, this is our, our monthly initiative we partner with um, minority vets and the mission continues and we together we're called hope united mm -hmm. and we hope united feed the hungry to be exact and so what we do is on um, the first of the month we provide um, 250 sack lunches to those that are in need. We provide them to shelters and those that are on, on the streets of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're gearing up for. And I'm really excited about this because it's our first one since the, um, to 2022 mm -hmm. because we had to readjust and do something different because of the pandemic and the rise right. that has occurred. <laughs> you know, uh, Atlanta has a, has a major homeless problem and like many other cities do as well. So it's not just Atlanta unique to it, I'm, I'm sure you know, but uh, mm -hmm. because I've seen uh, in L.A. and other places, the homeless situation is it's pretty bad, you know, and, the, and yes. to have have a, a nonprofit organization such as yourself as yourself is really, really important. Um, but what I want to hone in on on this black history series, uh, specifically mm -hmm. you being an African-American woman that is doing your thing. Um, <laughs> Tell me, what do you see uh, uh, a need in our community more than you do maybe others? I see a great need for housing opportunities um, for our population or the population that we're serving, mm -hmm. because that is in order to deal with everything that comes about with um, becoming sustainable in society, one starts with the basic needs of food, clothing, shelter, right? So mm -hmm. I believe that housing is one because the housing market is gone up tremendously and affordable housing is not so affordable for those that are living below poverty level. And also for those that are receiving what benefits that they're receiving disability and disability is only um, 800 
and maybe even less than that now. And it's not even meeting the mark for them to even um, be able to afford housing. Mm -hmm. So yes, they have based on income housing, but the waiting list is uh, maybe a year or two out. And so you are having uh, less and less chance for those to that are need immediate assistance right now. Mm -hmm. They're having a harder time in receiving that. And so they're um, resulting to shelters mm -hmm. and transitional housing. And even that is um, bears are, are filling up re relatively quickly. And mm -hmm. so we just encourage um, the city, the state to employ more more housing out there for the homeless because it's a great need and yes you see buildings going up every single day yes. everywhere you turn mm -hmm. but what is there for what is, are any of those uh allocated for the homeless are any of those allocated for those that are living below poverty level are any of those allocated for those that are um, for struggling families who are just barely meeting the mark right, right. who are barely able to pay rent right. even with the little rent that they have to pay so i think that is a huge need in the community right now um and and along with um, mental health counselors um, in that profession to actually deal with the mental illness that they're um, that some of the homeless are facing because a lot of times if you're homeless you're nine out of ten you're going to be faced with depression you're going to be faced with stress you're going to be faced with anxiety you're going to be faced with a dual diagnosis of substance abuse because of you're trying to cope with your situation of being out on the streets all the time and having to deal with the ins and outs of just being and uh, having to survive right. in this doggy dog world right. so it's just a lot of things that encompass with that uh with the the need for right now and i feel like if you just really cover the basic needs the other things will flow like such as counseling such as financial literacy such as job readiness and like mm -hmm. you able to work with those uh, work with the homeless a little bit more if they are known they have one thing secure which is housing right right so do you find that uh, in the African-American community, as you know, it's, it's a little harder for us to be able to receive, uh, like, for instance, with your nonprofit, do you feel mm -hmm. that um, your nonprofit may not um, uh, get a chance to get the same benefits of those that, uh, that are not necessarily minority-driven, minority, uh, minority uh, uh, directed by uh, uh, other other cultures and other words. Right, you know? right, right. Absolutely. I, and I get what you're saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's it's ten times harder for us. We have to work ten times harder, maybe even twenty, twenty times harder just to even receive the recognition um of the work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I believe that um it's all about relationships yeah, and yeah. not and really knowing how to put your get your footing in the door. Mm -hmm. And so it's like we have to work our way to that point. But some of some of these organizations are receiving funds because of their relationships with different organizations and having built that connection. And sometimes also about the tenure as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of a nonprofit organizations, especially minority organizations, they're re relatively fresh in the game. And so with that being said, it's like we have to work hard for like a good seven years, I would right. say, in order for us to receive the accolades or to receive the benefit or to receive the grants and uh, that we are striving to obtain, even in our third or fourth year of operation, because mm -hmm. they say, um, the government says you have to wait three years mm -hmm. or 
in order for you to technically receive the the big grants, the grants right. that you're going to acquire, right? So the $100,000 grants and th things of that nature. So I'm hearing people getting praised about receiving $10,000 grants and $20,000 grants. I'm like, well, I'm trying to get to the level where we receive a million dollar grants. I'm trying to get the two million dollar grants. I'm not trying to get this just chump change, which is good. And I also understand the humble beginnings of that. So we have to start somewhere, but it's just the the mere fact that it's sometimes it's harder for us to even get to that level. Mm -hmm. And you just have to know how to maneuver in order to really try to, I guess, put your get your footing in the door. And I guess the other thing with being a minority-driven uh, uh, nonprofit organization is uh, when you say build relationships, and building relationships is sometimes for us is a, a little harder for just even the trust factor. People believe in, like, I know this is an African-American community, uh, an African-American-driven uh, nonprofit organization. You'd be like, trust me, this is what we're trying to do. Because we mm -hmm. have another nonprofit on here uh, before Black History Month, and uh, mm -hmm. you may have heard him, uh, him. He's in Chicago. He's the one that has the refrigerators outside, and people come mm -hmm. here for free. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and just listen to his drive, you know, to try to big pe get people to say, give us a donation. We're trying to do this and we're trying to do it. Because, you know, it's always, as you say, 10 times harder for us when we're trying to do something. And mm -hmm. the fact that you're trying to feed our community. And just, you, I know you're not just trying to feed our community at large only, but um, I, I know you try to feed everybody. You don't discriminate <laughs> saying who you're not going to give right. a bag to. Right. But, but basically what we're just saying is give us the same. Give, give Britney's nonprofit organization Coca-Cola. Y'all come on out and, and donate money to right, like right, right. others, you know? And so, right. And so and Right, because it's like the operation, uh, operational cost is 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 very scarce, and mm -hmm. it's hard to really get to that level. And some of them come in the door with that money. Yep. We don't. We um, you know, so it's like we have to work towards the level of of success. And I believe that is a big a a big gap. Mm -hmm. I would I would say because in order for us to even like for say for instance, uh, GA gives right. Mm -hmm. In order for the the bigger donations goes towards the well known or organizations right as a for as opposed to the ones that are still out here um putting their boots to the pavement mm -hmm. and really are are a grassroots organization should I say right. and we're trying we're working towards making sure that we are still feeding the community we're still wanting to you know employ the same operations that they're employing as well in a community and so it's like where do we get that same accolade or what do we get that boost so that we are able to be on the same platform, the same level so that we can get recognition um, of our organization so that we are able to receive the same grants that they're receiving, so that our counterparts are receiving. So it's just those things that we are facing, um, faced with and we're working towards, you know, building that um building our own platform so right. if there if that table is already set and there's not a seat for us at the table how about i go over here and just make my own table right. set my own table so we're able to won't have to rely solely on the 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 traditional way of receiving finances right or or grants or funding for Mm -hmm. Right, for mm -hmm. funding for organizations. So I'm looking at in innovative ways to to do that, like such as doing different fundraisers and 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 looking to crowdfunding, looking mm -hmm. to angel donors, so that we're not just sticking to or inside of the box. Like we can call outside the lines, we can be outside the box, you know, be mm -hmm. unique. And that's what I feel like we're able. That's what we can do as a minority organization to that can, you know, strive for greater is to think outside the box and do things different and out of the ordinary.
So, so uh, a couple of things that I want you to do to show people, because uh, a lot of times people, uh, when it comes to donating money, uh, especially if you're mm -hmm. donating to, let's just say to the African American uh, community nonprofit organization, because of mm -hmm. some of the stigmatisms about what right. what will and would not be done. But let's just say um, someone gives you uh, twenty thousand dollars. I want people to understand the twenty thousand dollars just don't go on, on a ride for Britney's car. You know what I'm saying? That you have no. staff. Can can you let them know? So for instance, uh, so let's just say you got twenty thousand dollars just right now. Tell them how that money would be broken down. Twenty thousand dollars right now. Um, I will break that down as thirty percent will go towards thirty percent will go towards uh, overhead costs. Mm -hmm. Another thirty percent will go towards um, materials that we will need to serve. Another thirty percent. So we at 30, 30, 30, That's ninety percent of the of the funding right there. Thirty percent will go towards. Um, staffing and the other 10% will go towards savings and uh and also just have a residual so that we're mm -hmm. able to and that even go towards heck maybe even the additional the 20,000 right right mm -hmm. to put in for to, to start another one because we still have to think about all the subscriptions that we have to subscribe to mm -hmm. all the um the back office work that we have to do and everything and it takes a lot to run an organization and even have to apply for grants. Some of those grants cost money and even to get a grant writer that costs money. So right. hiring out or outsourcing anything that we need that costs money. So I would allocate that 10% to that so that we're able to continue to grow and, and acquire more funding for mm -hmm. the organization. So that's how I would break down that 20, um, $20,000. I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate it because a lot of people <laughs> don't know because they say, like, well, I, we gave them a hundred dollars, but Brittany driving an Audi is like, that has nothing to do with Britney has to have a salary. No, so some of these organizations have a nine to five right. or they're still working mm -hmm. their regular jobs to fund their nonprofit because guess what? It's a nonprofit. You sometimes don't profit off right. of your nonprofit. Right, right. So um hence nonprofit. Um so that's that's where the the disconnect comes from is that people don't realize that sometimes we're using our own funding mm -hmm. for this. I have yet to get paid. I'm Three years in the game, I have yet to get paid for the work that I've done, like a substantial amount of money, mm -hmm. right? So, um, and that's not where my heart is. My heart is not to get paid. And that's a lot. And that's another thing, too. We have to look at the heart posture of the of the leaders of this yep. other organization, because mm -hmm. if you're in it for money or thinking that it's going to be a quick way to, to come up, you're misunderstood. Exactly. Like this is it's a misconception all around because a nonprofit is just that you really don't profit until maybe like seven to eight years out because of the work that has to be done and the overhead and to keep generation um generate i'm um, generating revenue for the organization so it can keep on thriving and you can keep on moving to the next level reinvesting in your organization that's mm -hmm. what really um what you're really doing with the money that even leftover money that you're having because i know i'm investing in investing in uh trainings investing in um just research in, <laughs> right market is a big thing right yeah. now so i imagine the cost that you have to uh that you have to put forth in order for those things to happen because i can't be the i can't be a digital marketer i can't be a i can't be an office manager i can't be uh a spokesperson right. nor can i be um the face or or doing the, the doing the actual work um doing inventory going to store purchasing items and things like that and still try to um organization exactly so i just named at least probably seven hats that i'll wear or um, that i'm and i'm i'm literally 
chunking things off or delegating each hat uh, piece by piece. I've already outsourced my marketing because I know that's an integral part of the organization so that people can see the work that we're doing so that we can um, in turn receive donations and funding so that we can continue to grow and continue to strive. So that's the thing that, and it's a misconception, like you, 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 it, money will come, but your heart posture has to be right. In order to survive the struggle. Exactly. And you know, you know, the other thing so people can understand too, um, I think, I think they get it mixed up and well, so they can better understand so people can better understand when you get a grant, uh, then those grants will allocate you to have money for specific things, you know, but just like you said, Mm -hmm. you all are not always able to get grants. You got to get a grant right in order to get this grant that says you have a budget amount for employees, you have a budget amount, because you know how some of those grants have line of what you have to do. And then the other thing about it is, if you don't meet what the line items say, you could lose that grant the next year. So there's a lot of moving parts to having exactly. a nonprofit that you're doing. And you, you exactly. a lot of work and a lot of stress on you as the- uh, It is. <laughs> and sometimes these grant writers, I'm I'm thinking about becoming, uh, going um, to school and becoming a grant writer. Because you know these grant writers, they're they charging, they can charge $3,000 just to write the grant. Mm-hmm. And that is not a guarantee that you're going to actually get the grant. That is right. just for them to put the budget together, to do the narrative, to put all the research that they need to um to go into the grant and word it the way that the grant needs to be worded in order for you to even have a that. chance at, mm-hmm. at uh, obtaining the grant or being awarded the grant. That is uh that is a market in itself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just imagine what it all entails to even get to that point, you know, to charge three thousand right. dollars. And, and, so, and you know, with all, and that's, that's, I want people to see all that you have to go to go through to do what you do. And specifically the reason why I pick you to do this black history uh, series <laughs> is because you're catering, you are an, an African American female that's trying to do this. And so therefore it's already harder for you because you going against the grain because, okay, I'm an African American female. So it's a little harder, but we, but and sometimes it's, it's uh, stereotyped or believed that because you're African-American female, that you'll be able to get grants, that there are grants allocated for you. But you're also saying, yeah, there are grants allocated for me, but I don't have the $3,000 to pay to get it written. Right. And then on top of that, so yes, there are are grant, there are funding resources out there for minority women. Mm -hmm. But guess what? The majority of, there's a lot of, there's a lot more, there's a lot more women um, fund or driven nonprofits Mm -hmm. And which makes the pool even more <laughs> harder for us to maneuver through, or to fight. Like we're like little fish in a pond, trying to you know, Everybody trying to get go after that, right? Yeah. And we're trying to go after. We're going after the same thing, so right. it's it's really hard for us to even do this. So even in that, even that subsession, there's still a lot of us within that group that are fighting for the same thing. And it may just be just women. They may not even uh, specify black women. So just if women in general are in that pool, we're still fighting for our lives right here to even try to get to that point. Right. And so we, it's like, we have to do 10 times more, have to go the extra mile in order to um, put ourselves on the forefront of the grant owner's mind. And that's, and that's a lot. You know, the other thing I wanted to uh, point out to people while we're talking so they know, uh, there's a such thing, and I learned this when I used to work for Corporate America, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and that's matching, matching gift funds. I mm-hmm. encourage people, if you uh, want to donate, uh, make sure you ask the company you work for 
if they would match your donation. So Brittany and them can get more. When you give $100, the company will give $100. And that's, that's something you all accept too, is right? Well, Brittany? Yes. So we do have, um, we are receiving that. Uh, one of our um, volunteers, she works for a company that does that. And so mm -hmm. that's how she sends her funds and then they match that. So we're able to receive that donation and we're grateful for that. Mm -hmm. uh, we're grateful for every penny that we receive because mm -hmm. it is not easy. And it's even harder to have a, and frustrating have to come out your own pocket to start a community but it's all about heart, heart posture as well so if you have a heart for it you won't mind coming out your pocket you know you won't mind taking that sacrifice because it is a sacrifice because you're right. sacrificing your time treasure and talents to, in order for your organization to thrive okay Brittany, thank you so much for your time i just want i want you to close out with a couple of things i want you to tell people how they can reach you, how they can donate, what information. We're going to have all your information on this, on the streaming on here so they will know how to reach okay. you as well. But I want you to tell them how to reach you. And then I want you to close out with telling them, uh, you know, this is a few seconds, a few minutes, uh, the reason why you're so passionate about doing it. Okay. So um, I can, you all can reach Restoring One's Hope of Atlanta. You can reach us or donate to us and by going to our website, www.restoringonesHopeATL.org. That's R-E-S-T-O-R-O-N-E-S-H-O-P-E-A-T-L.org. I know that's long, but work with us here you you can go to our website you can look us up on restoring underscore hope once underscore hope underscore atl on on all social media platforms um and you can reach on um, let's talk nonprofit at let's talk nonprofit atl on instagram and facebook um and what i would say to those that are uh, and my the reason why I started is because I was once in in their place. I was once homeless before, so that's where my passion um, lies. Mm -hmm. And because I feel like somebody helped me, I am not. I am now obligated. It is my duty to mm -hmm. now pay it for and and reach back and help those that are in need as well. So that is the reason why I do this. And that's what I'm saying. It's all about your heart posture and the reason. What's your why? Mm. Know your why and the reason why you're going into the nonprofit industry and, and doing the work that you want to do. Right, Just right. know your why. Brittany, thank you so much. I thank you for thank closing you. the doors of the church with that nice uh, heartfelt <laughs> testimony. Brittany, thank you so much. I do appreciate what you do. And, um, you continue to be great, and we're here for Thank you. you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Evan, for this opportunity. Have a great one. You too. Thank you. Uh -huh. Peace out. Make sure to share, follow, and uh, share, follow, and I think I'm supposed to say share, follow, and, and subscribe. We just and have our um, and like, <laughs> right? Subscribe and like. We just have our unless our nonprofit just dropped our, um the episode um with autism works um today. So please go check it out. Let's talk nonprofit ATL on YouTube and check us out on all other streaming platforms, um, podcast platforms. Thank she, you. You can also find her uh stuff on Old Fashioned Health Network as well. Yes. Thank right. you. Thanks, Brittany. Have a great one. You too. Bye-bye.